Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is 5 o'clock on a Friday, which means it's time for a happy hour with Bobby DePaul, courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation. And Bobby D, thanks as always for joining us. Joining us courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline as well. Uh, please let the people know about the song. The Ravens flock is on the move, flying south this weekend, and nothing can stop the Ravens now if they just keep working day-to-day, polishing up their act, keeping that positive groove on, and blocking out any negative vibes. So let's talk some Ravens football. Well, things not so sunny down in Jacksonville, Bobby D. You told us a year ago Trevor Lawrence was about to take off, and he did. But lately, not so great. Three interceptions, four sacks last time out. He's got the ankle, high ankle deal. What's going on with the former first overall pick? You know, it's the Christmas season, so let me use a seasonal analogy to try and explain the bumps on the road for the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Statistics are like a field of sheep or a stadium crowd. You see the sheep in the field and the crowd in the stadium, but you don't see the individual faces. Teams that lack quality depth are fragile, especially when key faces or players are removed from the starting lineup because of injuries. There's a negative effect in preparation and the results. When teams get their faces back from injuries, statistics can change for the better. The NFL is all about the players and stability. When a team is unstable, it affects the execution and ultimately the statistics. Coaches are like the good shepherds herding the sheep. The coaches can see the individual faces and they know the names of the struggling ones to save from the wolf hunting them. It's day-to-day, week-to-week in the NFL, and the Ravens are facing a desperate Jaguars team with faces returning that can make an impact. So don't be fooled by the sheep or the crowd of statistics. The good shepherds or coaches will guide them through it. Head coach Doug Peterson is dealing with not only a quarterback with a high ankle sprain, but he's also dealing with an unstable offensive line on the left side. The Jaguars have started four different left guards and four different left tackles this year. So protecting a quarterback, you know, has been a major issue for Doug since the last time the Ravens played Jacksonville down in, uh, you know, last year. 
In addition, the Jaguars have been unstable at wide receiver, losing one of their top receivers in Christian Kirk on the first play of the game uh, two weeks ago against the Bengals on Monday night. Another top receiver, number seven, Zay Jones, missed six weeks due to a right knee injury, so that's hurt his performance this year, especially with practice time and game conditioning. He's also wearing a right knee on that, uh, you know, a right uh, knee brace. Uh, so that seems to be slowing him down a little bit from what, what I look, you know, when I looked at the tape from last year. You know, last year, Zay Jones caught 11 balls for 145 yards, averaging 13 yards a catch against the Ravens. Two of their top three receivers from last year, one not playing and the other dealing with a knee issue. Poor protection leads to sacks and receivers not being on the same page running routes leads to interceptions. Bobby D., you mentioned that O-line banged up. Well, that has had to contribute to the fact that the Jags haven't been able to run the ball well this year. Even with the Ravens' run defense struggling, is there anything to fear in the run game with the Jags? Yeah, I mean, last year the the Jaguars rushed the ball 20 times for only 38 yards, averaging 1.9 yards per carry against the Ravens. And the game, you know, was won with 14 seconds remaining on the clock after converting a two-point play uh, to win by one point, 28-27. The Ravens' defense dominated for much of the game, but a late two-minute drill snatched away the victory in a heart-wrenching defeat. I mean, it was it was actually the last time, uh, the last full game Lamar Jackson played last year. So things in the NFL can turn on a dime, so it's vital to just take it one week at a time and not get ahead of yourself. Saying that, let me remind everybody that Doug Peterson and his offensive coordinator, Press Taylor, the brother of Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, comes from the Andy Reid coaching family tree, Philadelphia Eagles, and running the ball has never been a characteristic trait of an Andy Reid offense. This is a passing offense that mixes in rushing attempts to keep the defense honest. Running the ball has never been a major part of this attack. I know it was mentioned last week that the Ravens will be facing the Shanahan-McVay family tree four weeks in a row, but upon further review, that was a mistake on our part after watching and reviewing the tape this week. The Bill Walsh version of the West Coast offense uses running back swing passes, screens, and checkdowns as a way to feature their running backs and getting them involved with the offense, nobody is more explosive than Jaguars running back number one, Travis Etienne. He's a big time mismatch for the for any you know most linebackers in the National Football League one on one. So we got to be careful with that. In terms of the Jaguars' offensive line, there are two key players to keep an eye on this week: backup left tackle number seventy-two Walter Little, and backup left guard number seventy-six Ezra Cleveland. These two guys can make a, diff- a big difference if they can get healthy and back on the field this week. And both have been listed as limited practice, so keep an eye on them for playing Sunday night. Cleveland was actually a, a, a trade from Minnesota uh-huh. at the trade deadline in October, and he really looks the part to me. You know, I mean, he's got starter talent, six six. I mean, just athletic. So he was a big upgrade when they inserted him into the lineup. Uh, he was playing left tackle last week uh, and got injured with a knee late in the second quarter. And he didn't return, so that wasn't good. Left tackle, Walter Little sat out last week after pulling a hamstring against the Bengals two weeks ago. Never really hear about offensive linemen pulling hamstrings. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So, you know, maybe he has a good chance of coming back uh, Sunday night. One or both can make a big difference uh, slowing down the Ravens' pass rush. 
Doug Peterson likes to get everybody out in the route, including his tight ends and running backs. He doesn't want them involved in uh, pass protection, guys. Evan Ingram, I'm not sure if he's really a tight end, Bobby, but he's listed as one, and he's come to life the last couple of weeks. He went most of the season without a touchdown. Now he's had a few the last two games. His targets are way up. Which matchup of these Ravens DBs do you think is best for him, and how worried are you about Marlon after he got picked on last week? There's no question tight end number 17, Evan Ingram, has come to life the last few weeks. That's what happens when good coaches – or good shepherds make adjustments due to injuries like the loss of wide receiver uh, Christian Kirk. Kirk played the slot receiver, and he was pretty much the guy teams had to worry about down the middle of the field. Now with the middle of the field presence, uh, you know, it's kind of shifted towards tight end Evan Ingram. He's always been a big part of the offense, but now more balls are being thrown his way, especially in that red zone, guys. That's mm-hmm. a, that's an area that's definitely got to keep an eye out. The number one route, and the most consistent ball thrown by quarterback Trevor Lawrence is the corner route. Most of his TD throws are off corner routes. Last year, there was a big fourth down conversion late in two-minute drive, and it was a corner route. So hopefully the Ravens worked on their corner route this week in practice. Another receiver that has stepped up is rookie six-round draft pick Washington. out of Penn State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, number 11, Parker Washington. Mm-hmm. This kid's a football player. I mean, he's got you know, he looks like a running back. Lined up in the slot. He's got those sticks, hips, and legs. He's got excellent instincts and playmaking ability. Parker has already caught two TD passes in just two games, you know, playing for the injured uh, Christian Kirk. In terms of Marlon Humphrey, I, I have big concerns with Prince Marlon right now, okay? I was shocked he played 100% of the plays last week, especially down the stretch. Yeah. It was so obvious to me he had rubber legs. I've never seen a guy fall down as much as Marlon Humphrey did last week and not be replaced. I mean, head coach John Harbaugh shouldn't allow that to happen, and it shouldn't happen at the NFL level with all these eyes. You know, we talked about this last year a little bit. You know, what are these guys looking at in the press box? I mean, we see it on TV. I mean, if it was up to me, the guy that needs to be on the field is number 28, Ronald Darby. He played great when he replaced Prince Marlon. I mean, Darby has the best ball skills of any corner on the Ravens roster, especially playing the wide side of the field. By playing Darby, it allows the Ravens to move Brandon Stevens to a line of the boundary instead of playing in all that space. And he plays better than Martin. You know, he yes. definitely plays better. I mean, I broke these guys down during the bye week. It was kind of shocking to me to see what happened after the bye week last week. The two best corners are Darby and Stevens. If Hamilton can't play Sunday night. Marlon can work his way back into shape by playing in, in, a, in that tight area uh-huh. at, at the nickel corner. Okay. We saw Marlon get pushed around last week against those bigger receivers. Okay. Something you got to be looking at, especially if Evan Ingram becomes a problem. He's like a big wide receiver running around. I mean, he's like Pook on the court. No difference to me. Right. More with ultimate football guy, Bobby DePaul next here on the fan. We're talking to Bobby DePaul. It's inside access here on the fan. Bobby D, the uh, Jags defense is bottom two against the pass in pretty much every category since the bye week. Anything in particular going on here? I've watched all the games since the bye week. Number one challenge for the Jaguars defense has been handling the play-action passing attack. In those five games, three of their opponents were from the Shanahan family coaching tree, 49ers, Texans, and Bengals. And they have perfected 
the play action pass, especially throwing to the tight ends. It all starts with the running game, getting the linebackers to get caught up, defending the run, creating big spacing problems between the safeties and linebackers. I've seen guys running wide open crossing down the field, guys. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. The Jaguars like to play a lot of two-deep umbrella coverage to defend a deep ball, and that area is getting attacked only 10, you know, that's 10 to 12 yards down the field just behind the linebackers. The safeties can't react fast enough before the quarterback hits the receivers running in stride. Jaguars defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell is in a catch-22 because the biggest talent weakness for the Jaguars defense is playing at quarterback. If he plays cover three or man coverage outside, that will put his corners on an island and teams will start attacking outside, okay? That's why he's playing so much too deep coverage to protect, you know, just to protect that weakness. I said last week, by this time in the season, you know, you get this far into the season, everybody pretty much knows what the weaknesses are, and it's it's about execution, and the Jaguars are totally struggling. Another big problem is the secondary injury bug is hit. I mean, the cor- uh, nickel corner, number 37, Trey Herndon was out last week, and boundary corner, number 32, Tyson Campbell, he's been in and out of the lineup all year. So backups have been playing in, in those key spots. To make matters work, guys, listen to this, the best player in the secondary, free safety, number five, Andre Sisco. He got hurt last week against the Browns with a growing injury, and he did not return. And, you know, when guys don't return, you know, it's a problem. That's a big loss if he doesn't play this week. I mean, Sisco is a big-time athlete who covered a lot of ground and range and and, and plays with a lot of range. And and really, there's nobody on the roster that can replace that talent level in the middle of the field. I mean, to me, the the middle of the field is wide open. I'm sure the Ravens will test that right away if uh, Cisco doesn't play. There is so much more that I could tell you guys, but it would probably take me all day. Okay, I I will say this. I'm going to give you guys a couple more. You know, we've seen the smoke screen, the horizontal passing attack. That should be run to number 31, Darius Williams. You know, he's a former Raven, college free agent in 2018. I mean, they cut him. You know, just throw over to his side because he really doesn't want to tackle anybody. That's why they throw those horizontal screens, to force the corners to tackle. It's kind of like an outside sweep, okay? Yeah. If you want to throw to a corner, throw into the boundary. Number 30, Monteric Brown, all day. He has no ball skills. He's got no vision. He's a backup for a reason, okay? He started five games, zero interception. He only has four pass breakups. Jacksonville is tied for first in the National Football League in takeaways with 24. That's 13 interceptions, 11 fumble recoveries. Why don't we just throw at the guy who doesn't make the plays on the ball, guys? Simple. Bobby D, let's keep piling on here. I went back, watched some of the 49ers game, watched some of the first Houston game, then started running a bunch of numbers on what happens to this Jags defense when a fullback's on the field. Woo, boy. 26th in the NFL in yards per carry allowed and 26th in EPA stopping the run. Uh, They also allow a quarterback rating of 125.5 when a fullback is on the field for the other team. Why do they have so much trouble with this? And is Pat Ricard going to get the 60% of the snaps he got last year under Giro? Two weeks ago, the Bengals played the Jaguars on Monday night and lined up in 11 personnel. That's one running back. No fullback, one tight end, three receivers the whole night and gutted the Jaguars in the running game with 31 attempts for 156 rushing yards, averaging five yards a carry. Last week, the Browns lined up, okay, in 11 personnel and 12 personnel. 
No fullback on the field, one running back, two tight ends, two receivers. One of the top rushing attacks in football and only gained 82 yards on 28 rushing attempts for 2.9-yard average per carry. My point is the Jaguars played a lot of eight-man fronts mm-hmm. last week to stop the run against the Browns, okay? So the Jaguars are very capable of stopping the run by loading the box. I think defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell figured out, you know, tried, thought, you know, he thought he had it figured out that old man Joe Flacco <laughs> couldn't beat them by throwing the ball. But that's, you know, but what happened? Flacco completed 26 balls for 311 yards, three passing TDs, two TDs to tight end David and Joko off play action, and the other to receiver David Bell off play action. Whatever personnel groupings use to you know to run the football, play action is killing the Jaguars right now. Do I think the Ravens will use fullback Patrick Ricard? No doubt about it, especially if they want to run their play action passing right. game. By putting Ricard on the field, that may trigger Jaguar, Jaguars defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell to call for an eight-man front thinking run and that thought process, you know, that thought process will open up the Ravens to call play action pass. That's coaching one on one on offense. Dictate to the defense. Another personnel point to make is the Ravens should keep an eye out when number ninety five Roy Robertson Harris is, you know, taking a break. Okay, when he's not on the field, we talked about how they have, you know, low quality of depth. When he's out of the game, the Ravens should run that inside power gap to take advantage of him being, you know, being out of the rotation. Backups are a lot easier to move off the ball than number 95. Bobby D, should we see more of a run-pass balance in this game? We were expecting more of it last week, and it was a lot of throwing. Do we see more balance in this game? You know, what I uh, look at when the Jaguars, you know, of what the Jaguars have been defending this year, what I don't see is them defending a quarterback like, like Lamar Jackson and his ability to run, you know, the zone read option, the quarterback design runs. Defense is a game of reaction, and it's really hard to practice chasing a guy around like Lamar Jackson, you know, come Sunday, especially Sunday night. So, it, you know, it can really slow down the aggressiveness uh, of the edge rushers because they are worried about what? They're worried about containment in both the run and pass. Last week, we mentioned that a lack – of quality depth for the Rams and the lack of rotation and how it would affect their starters in the fourth quarter by playing so much. The Jaguars have the same problem. The Rams, you know, they have the exact same problem that the Rams had last week, and that's a lack of rotation with their top pass rushers. The Jaguars' top three pass rushers, right defensive end, number 41, Josh Allen, left defensive end, number 44, Trayvon Walker, and defensive tackle, who I just mentioned, number 95, uh-huh. Roy Robinson Harris. You know, both Outside edge rushers, Allen and Welker average over 80% play time, and, and interior rusher Robert Harrison averages over 30, uh, 70% play time. The lack of quality depth probably pushes the Ravens to use more 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three receivers, and force the Jaguars to defend the whole field and try to wear them out for, you know, for the fourth quarter. When I went back and I watched the Ravens game last year, the biggest failure for the Ravens' offense was in the red zone only converting 40%. They had five red zone scoring opportunities, but only converted two touchdowns. That's two or five. Not good enough, guys. The Ravens' wide receivers last year were Demarcus Robinson, Devin DuVernay, and James 
Corset. That's it. The Ravens have way more explosive weapons this year compared to last year. So spreading them out is the way to go, mixing the rounds and play action passes to get that balanced attack. Last week, Lamar Jackson looked a little rusty to me coming off the bye week. Uh-huh. Lamar needs to, you know, he's got to polish it up with his ball placement accuracy when throwing to those wide receivers. Last week, the Ravens wide receivers only averaged 2.2 yards after the catch. That's, we call it yak. Yeah. Rank, they, they rank 28th in the National Football League. That's not good enough, especially when you spend all that money for these guys. Give them a chance to run after the catch. The Ravens have the weapons to make big plays, okay? Only if Lamar puts the ball in the right location so they can run, not adjust, and fall down. I mean, I kept seeing them fall down because they were adjusting their bodies. Yeah. Making the receivers adjust to the low balls or off-target, you know, that hurts their yak. Lamar needs to get better. It's getting late in the season. This should be second nature to him. It shouldn't be like preseason rush coming off the bye week. You got me more convinced than ever that this game is going over 42.5 points. <laughs> Any other observations, Bobby? Yeah, I know there's a, you know, nothing that can stop the Ravens fans from heading to Jacksonville, but weather conditions could play a major part with expected wind and rain Sunday oh. night. So the Ravens fans, bring your rain gear. A tropical storm conditions – with five inches of rain is five coming inches. out of the Gulf of yeah coming out of the Gulf of Mexico heading east your way in Jacksonville. Okay, let's talk about the zebras. This week's head referee is Sean Smith out of Southfield, Michigan. Okay, promoted to the head referee spot in 2018, only the sixth African American referee in NFL history. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Now for for some really good news for the Ravens fans, the away team win percentage is 84% with this crew. Eight of 10 games, the away team wins with this crew working the game. Pretty good odds. In terms of penalties called, the defensive secondary needs to be put on alert for defensive pass interference and defensive holding. This crew, I mean, they are anti-defense, pro-offense. In addition, these officials have only called one offensive holding penalty in the last three games on an offensive tackle. Okay? Notice I say offensive tackle. Yeah. What does that tell? What does it tell me? It tells me they want to protect the quarterbacks and give them time to throw the ball down the field. Bobby D, let the people know about the uh, Walking with Anthony Foundation and Bobby DePaul Charities. Bobby DePaul Charities is a proud supporter of the Walking with Anthony Foundation, a charity organization on a mission to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver financial aid assistance or equipment to those in need. If you'd like to help me help some kids, go online to www.walkingwithanthony.org and make a donation. Or if you want to make a direct donation, you can hit my uh, Venmo charity link at Bobby DePaul Charities. And thanks again for all your support. And I just want to mention, I will be a free agent at the end of this year, okay? So, Ravens fans, if you like these advanced scouting reports, step up, kick that change out of your pocket, and send it to, uh, out there, Walking with Anthony Foundation, or you can send it to me and I'll get it to them. you got two options. I made it easier for you this year. So, if you like what you hear, make sure you step up to the plate. It's Christmas. These kids need a lot of help. They have a lot of big issues. Man, we're going to get in a bidding war yeah. like Otani. we well, got to get you some Chuck Bucks this is, the, this is the NFL. We're going to put the franchise tag on them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, yeah, we're going to restrict you. Yeah, we're tagging you. Yeah. <laughs> You're no free agent. <laughs> 
Thanks, oh, brother. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody yeah. next weekend, and uh, we'll see you after the holiday, guys. All right, Bobby D., you've earned your happy hour. Thank you, as always. Okay, have a great weekend. You too. Hey, coming up next, just heard a lot from Bobby D. What are our, our expectations for Sunday's game? We're going to tell you next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.